John Wick 2, does this action sequel burn brightly, or is it burning the candle at both ends? Wick puns are hard. Wick jokes. I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. <laughs> this is Popscore, goddammit. Welcome to Popscorn, the Final Entertainment Movie Review Podcast. And Pun Factory. <laughs> I'm always Mike. And I'm sometimes Darren. Of course. That joke never gets old. Two years old. I didn't realise the other day, Darren, we've been doing this podcast since, uh, well, in three calendar years, so that's kind of crazy. We yeah. started with Guards of the Galaxy in 2014, and here we are. We finally made a podcast that went longer than a year. I know, right? <laughs> it took four or five attempts, I think. Hey, we, we got did off topic for like two, three years, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, something like that. Oh, those poor episodes where we were such little dweebs. Oh, no. um, lost to forever, though. But it means good content ideas. If we ever want to revisit those films we reviewed. <laughs> yeah, we could just go back and review First Class again. Silver linings. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, enough about First Class. More about John Wick. Which was a First Class movie. Yay. Pun factory. I mean, we can try and hide our feelings towards John Wick. I'm presuming you're feeling the same. Probably, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I watched both okay, of sorry, them. yeah, John Wick Chapter 2. I do want to point out this is, we're not reviewing the original John Wick, which I think is insanely good. I only watched it for the first time like a matter of weeks ago in, in hype for this movie. Um, it was actually because everyone told me it was. Just Keanu Reeves efficiently killing people. Yep. I was like, cool. And it's just more of the same in the sequel. Yeah, it's great. Um... I, I don't know whether it's as timeless as the original, which I think can be said of a lot of sequels. Yeah. And this one is really no stranger to that unfortunate uh, trope there. But if you're going in for literally more of the first John Wick, this is more of the first John Wick. It's very much reminiscent of The Raid 2. Yeah, in the fact that it's not going to top the first time you saw The Raid. No. But it's more Raid-style action, and therefore you're happy. Well, yeah, they added in a few nuances because you're obviously not going to be able to beat that tight knit first John Wick movie of just just so few moving parts, but being so effective throughout. But they added in a nice few things like the opening action scene with the car was really really good. Yeah, the fact that it's a direct follow on from the original John Wick as well—that's yeah. pretty badass. It was wonderful. Um, the kind of exploration of the assassins' world. Um, I, I think reached maybe a little bit of a, a too high a peak for me at some points, but otherwise was was quite enjoyable. Okay. Um, and this time, the dog lives. Yay! They go to great lengths to show you that the dog is fine, by the way. There's a scene where the dog might be dead again, and they're like, no, put the dog in, put the dog in, he's fine, everyone relax, dog ain't dying today. Yeah, they really, really wanted you to make sure. I, I presume that the studio executive saying, you can't kill two dogs. <laughs> yeah. We got away with one for dramatic tension. We've let you have the one dog. <laughs> you can't have two. Now you have Crypto the super dog and he cannot possibly die. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is that like the way that the dog died in the first movie compared to how the dog could have died in the second, I know where I'd have my money on which dog oh, kicks yeah. it. Think about that how... dog literally got kicked to death. <laughs> yeah. He kicked it and and gone. And this that one, was it. This one survived. Minor spoiler alert. Minor spoiler alert. He survives a grenade launcher attack. <laughs> in better shape than John Wick actually. <laughs> yeah, not a scratch on that dog. Wow, 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 wow. Dogs um... can smell grenades, apparently. <laughs> yeah, where was he in that house? <laughs> he just the entire pottering thing was on gren- fire. Do you think he was just like, John Wick could just let him out for a shit? <laughs> he was just like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> 
The lucky shit. <laughs> Works on many levels. Pun factory. Yay! Um, Should we just rename our whole... Welcome <laughs> to the pun factory. We could... Uh, no, we will keep it as popsicle, because I'm still very proud of that name. Yeah, it's a good name. Continue, I came up with it in five minutes in the kitchen. Literally seconds before we were about to yeah. f- record the first episode, we were like, Popscorn? Yeah. That works, that'll, doesn't it? That'll do. But yeah, back to the matter at hand, John Wick 2. Uh, shall we talk about the cast, or do you want to talk about the story? I mean, the story's pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah, they do kind of tie up the loose end of, of chapter one, as far as we're never going to have to retroactively call it, um, with him declaring peace in the coolest possible fashion with the Russians. Yeah, by killing a lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he goes back to retirement... And we're all happy about that. Uh, and then a, a kind of debt is called upon him by um, the, the I presume, Spanish guy? Presumably. He, he's, he's... You want to be the actual, the character? The, well, well the, the character, character is Italian. Italian, sorry, not Spanish. Uh, played by Ricardo Smanicaro? Uh, Scamacchio, I don't know. Scamacchio. Yeah, Ricardo Scamacchio sounds like right. He was a very good smarmy villain. Yes, very good. Really liked him actually. Yeah, and and he calls in the um the life debt essentially, um, which turned out very badly in the Phantom Menace because he inflicted Jar Jar on us. But yeah. this one just inflicts more Keanu Reeves on us and I was okay with that, and that's basically all you need to know about the plot. Yeah. Uh, the the villain's name was, uh, was just really fun to say in the in the screen. There's not many people, so I was just quite like quietly to myself going Santino Di Antonio. Di Antonio. Yeah. That's a cool name. Santino D'Antoni. Much better than John Wick, who <laughs> I will just henceforth just refer to as Keanu. <laughs> Keanu's still great, by the way. Keanu's back. Like, yeah. Properly back. Yeah. I'm ha- I'd, I'd sign up for a movie with Keanu any day now. Just because just it's John Wick. More on that later, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> oh, teasing. Um, yeah, it's really... Uh, well, again, that's all you need to know about the story. So we can now concentrate on Keanu. Yes. He's non-acting is a positive. Yes. Like, Keanu's always had it levelled against him that he's not a great actor. And I can see substance in that. But he's a very smart man. He only picks projects that, you know, will... will He only picks quality products most of the time. And it doesn't matter that he can't... He's not a great, you know, charismatic, multifaceted actor. He, he knows where he needs to be. An efficient killing machine. They fill the cast with other better actors, but more charismatic people to kind of take the edge off. Yeah. That's what you want, because you want to be able to paint yourself onto anybody. And as blank slate actors go, Keanu Reeves is the gold standard of blank slate actors. That's true. If, I mean, even if acting just doesn't work out for him, just say something unfortunate happens, he can always be a stuntman. Because holy crap, the choreography in this movie is kind of amazing. Considering he's in his 50s. Yeah. It's ridiculously amazing. Dude can haul ass, and haul ass are plenty. The amount of times he flips guys over his shoulder, I'm like, dude, you're 50. And that's the thing, it's not like it's been... Okay, there's going to be some clever editing because I imagine he's not a stunt driver. He wouldn't be able to do the stuff in the opening scene very well. But there's a lot of one-shot action scenes where it's just him. It's clearly Keanu. It's no one else doing this business. And yep. he's getting lamped to fuck yeah. consistently through this movie. Like, in the first movie, he got hit occasionally. But it was almost like a Steven Seagal movie at some point so that no one was actually allowed to punch Keanu. And this one, he's getting his ass handed to him regularly. Yep. So fair play to him for putting up with all that stunt work. That all actually ties in, doesn't it? Because the directors, I forget their names, I will look them up, um, originally started with just like second unit stunt work. Didn't they work on The Matrix, funnily enough? Something I like think that. they did. They, they've worked on. Uh, they've worked with Keanu before doing stunt work and, and John Wick was kind of their, their kind of their pet project to, to push out their it, first. Chad Stelsky and David Leitch, is it, yeah, I believe? I'll, I'll go with that, yes. I think those are the guys. They've, they've been on um, 
uh, a podcast with uh, the Honest Trailers guys recently. So that was oh. that was fun. They reacted to the original Honest Trailer of John, the original John Wick, which is pretty badass. They they actually said that some of their um, writing influence for the second script was based on the Honest Trailer. Just kind oh, of amazing. Oh, that's, good. That's, I think that's, that's great. That's insanely meta. Going. I know, right? Um, but there we go. No, it was. They stuck to their strengths. No one's really coming here for character development or, you know, fantastic Oscar worthy action performance, uh, acting performances. But the action was. There's no fault to be found in any of it. It's great. It's just like. Again, in, in much the way that I think in a vacuum, John Wick, the first John Wick, is just one of those movies where it's like, you just put it on, everyone can enjoy it. It's like. Yeah. The the action because I don't think this one this movie really works as a, in a vacuum. You couldn't put it on its own. You very much have to see the first John Wick, and be prepared for a story to go somewhere and, you know, end in a certain way. Shall mm-hmm. I say that that doesn't constitute it as a, a great standalone movie? But I could put on any of those action scenes and go watch this. This is how you do action. Just one hundred percent. That's the best we're going to see all year. And it's the variety they show. Because the the real positive I had with John Wick One and this rolled over into into Chapter Two is the simplicity of how it's shot and how it's choreographed. Yeah, like someone should sit Michael Bay down and show him this movie and say, "This is how you shoot hand to hand action." Mm-hmm. I know where I know what everyone's doing. Occasionally, you lose track of it because it is men in suits fighting. You yeah. occasionally is Keanu on the bottom, is Keanu on the top. We don't really know. But it's clean, it's crisp. He keeps reloading his gun constantly, which is so nice to see. Yeah, yeah. That you can tell someone was having to count the goddamn shots every time he shot somebody. <laughs> so that's wonderful. It's it's played out quite logically. Like, he, he knows that he he's not going to be able to walk in there with two handguns, so he has to hide guns further down his escape That's route. one of my favourite parts of the entire thing, is when he's setting up his getaway, and he's like, right, I'm going to need a shotgun here, I'm going to need an M4 here. It's like a Hitman game. It's, it's awesome. so good. It's so, it's that a... entire bit is Hitman, straight away. It's such a better Hitman movie than the Hitman movie. Yeah, where none of it was about setting up a kill, it was just explosions no. and bald men. And they just find innovative ways to make it, like, Fun. Most of the time, I found myself giggling when they were doing like, like the one where he's when they they go to Rome at some point, and he's he's got to reload his shotgun, but he's trying to fight a guy, so he just pins the guy to the wall with <laughs> yes. the shotgun whilst reloading, and then shoots him <laughs> point blank with a double know, barrel, and he's I like, know. "Stay there." <laughs> Bang. I think it's not overly gory. Like it's not like he's blowing heads off and you know blood cannons the air but they also don't shy away from it it's not PG no. you know no, there's no blood or anything it's just it feels real yeah and that really really adds to it I gotta say I think actually they've really they, they nailed what I liked in terms of I mean we'll come back onto characters in a minute but they've really nailed what I liked about the script writing as well from the first movie because my favourite bit from the first movie was the the story about I watched him kill a man with a pencil <gasps> a fucking pencil I love that and you get to see the payoff yeah the payoff's cool but it's the bit at the start of the movie where he's like, I watched him kill a man with a pencil. A pencil? I know, right? A pencil! <laughs> Who fucking does that? Who does that? <laughs> and he's like, the thing you need to realise about John Wick, though, is that sometimes his stories have been toned down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yes! As you, you see... Him, by what is one of the last lines of the movie, which we'll get to yeah. after the spoiler warning. But yeah, the fucking that pencil. kind of mythos they built up around John Wick in the first movie is here again. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah. he's unstoppable. He's a force of major. He's... They keep saying the boogeyman, but they say it in Russian. Baba Yaga. But it sounds like John Boyega. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't divorce those two. <laughs> I don't know why. Was it Keanu? Worse, Finn from Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. <laughs> just, just <laughs> and his name is John. No, no, wait for it. It's like, he goes, if he, if he's like, so, are you working? I'm not going back to Jakku. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's oh. wrong with me? Uh, there we go. So that, that's that's my audio cue for this week of just I couldn't divorce the two. Anyway, um, <laughs> can we yeah. talk about the other guys in the movie now? Oh, yeah, we just we just keep our review people, didn't we? Um, yeah. You got Ian McShane as the hotel. Uh, as Winston. Owner. Yeah. I I think my my negatives with this movie come from that kind of assassins world. Really, I like that. Well, I think it was it was well handled in the first one that you could see it was like a covert thing. Like this, they are hiding in plain sight, but there's there's a select few of them. Yeah. In this one, there's points where you're like, okay, is everybody an assassin now? Like, yeah. literally every four foot. There's a sequence at the end of the movie where they do go a bit too far on that. It's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like, no, I can't see street buskers being assassins. This is a bit it's, weird. Oh, no. It's a bit of a, a story contrivance to give John Wick people to hit when he's back in New York. Because in Rome, he's fighting baddies. He's in, in New York, he's not necessarily doing that. So they had to come up with a way to fight people. And it leads to good fight scenes. Um, particularly with Common, who plays the kind of the other assassin. Yeah, what's his name again? Uh, Cassian. Who knew Common could actually be a decent actor? Like, I mean, I, what's it, it, this whole rappers turning into actors thing? And now it's finally working out. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was a tour de force of acting or anything. No, but, it but did as well. in terms of like matching John Wick, being like a darker reflection of John Wick, it worked. And yeah, they had some great fight scenes. Like they have. First of all, New York is rough as fuck. Yeah. Because there's two men having you know, knife foo fight in the middle of a subway train, and they don't look overly alarmed. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, this It again. takes them a while to even move back from the fight, <laughs> which is kind of cool. And also, there's this awesome scene. I don't know if this is spoilers. I might save that scene for it, just have spoilers, because it's my favourite scene in the movie. Didn't we just talk about it? Didn't no, you no, just not, not, it? not the knife fight. No, the other bit with the. Oh, oh, yeah, that yeah. bit. That bit. A friend of ours from the show, Luke. Um, that was he didn't like that bit, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" That was brilliant. Think, again, it was it was me giggling. Yeah, me. I was like, "This is the best." It's really good, and I, I want to talk about that opening scene. That yeah. was really really good as well. It's it's him stealing his car back. It's just as simple as that. And him going to take out the the Russians that were left over from the first one. It's so so good. Yeah, it's so beautifully shot, so well orchestrated. You know what's happening. It's not unrealistic yeah it's, it's hyper you know yeah hyper reality but it's not it doesn't ever become like superhero or, or really unbelievable to the point where you kind of switch off yeah I think that's what this movie's greatest strength is the first one John Wick like you said couldn't be touched there wasn't a scratch on him in this movie he's going toe to toe at the end of the, by the end of the movie it's near enough like John Wick versus the world and he, he doesn't come out of it in, entirely unnicked really does he He's, no, he, he takes a few, it takes a lot of hits in this movie, and I think that's why I have the negative of the assassins world because that kind of broke kayfabe for me a little bit. Yeah, of like oh no, maybe this is clearly not our Earth anymore. This doesn't happen. That's that has it's impacted on the movie more than I thought it had. Now I talked about it out loud, but it doesn't ever take away from the action, which is what you really. Here for now. There's one other character we could talk about. Yeah. But I didn't know he was in this movie until I started watching it. Really? So I think I want to leave that for after the spoilers. Really? If that's okay. okay. Was he in the trailers at all? Are you talking about who I think you're talking about? Yes. Then, yes, he was in the trailers. Oh, okay. In fact, pretty much everybody on the cast list was in the trailers. Like, There's not an extensive cast list. Like Ruby Rose, who plays the mute um, sort of bodyguard, was in the trailers. Her name was Ares, apparently. I didn't get that. Mm-mm. I just called her the mute girl. Yep. She was cool. Really like her. Uh, Peter Serafinowicz is in this movie. Yeah, he had a fun cameo. Yeah, it was like the gun dealer. He was cool. They call him the the sommelier. Sommelier, is it? Sommelier, which is like a suit guy, usually, I think. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, that was awesome. He's a gun dealer. And it's bad. He's a wine taster, he's a sommelier. Anyway. Yes. Well, yeah, he he says he'd like a tasting, and then he could go through with all the guns. That's the one. That was a cool scene. The gun porn. 
Yeah. And of course, Lance Reddick is back as the concierge of the um, Continental. Lance Reddick is awesome, and I'm happy to see him. And he looks after a dog for this movie. What, does Lan- what else is Lance Reddick in? Uh, the Wire, Destiny, a couple of other things. Oh, okay, cool. He's, he's, he's a badass. I like him. But yeah, John Leguizamo's the guy who owns the chop shop. He's fine. Didn't really do much. No. One scene, and he? that's really about it, apart from the one that you want uh, to save for the spoilers. Okay, if he's been in the trailers, I'll we'll just talk about it here. Morpheus is in the movie! <laughs> yeah. I didn't know, because I hadn't really watched it. I hadn't watched any trailers, actually, like, at all. I really? am completely blind. And I was like, oh, I'm so giddy that Neo and Morpheus are back together. This is Crazy, so fun. I'm going to have this feeling later on in the year with Thor Ragnarok. If Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum are in the same room, oh, God. I'm just going to be having the best time. Hang on, Sam Neill in Ragnarok? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God. We're having a Jurassic Park reunion in Thor Ragnarok. That no movie, way. that could be a dark horse this year. And isn't Laura Dern in something this year? Like Laura Dern big. is in something this year. What is she in? I can't remember. Come back to that. Laura yeah. Dern is in something. Isn't it Star Wars? Laura Dern's in Star Wars. Oh, there we go. She's in episode eight. Oh my God, Jurassic Park is back in a big way and everything's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so Morpheus is in this. He's kind of playing a crazy homeless man. Yeah. Somebody please get this man a gun. I feel like he was a bit like confused as a character. I didn't get it. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I really didn't get it. It's like, I, suddenly, he's like, he calls upon the hobos for help. And, like, this is a bit weird. I, it was a bit weird. I mean, I just enjoyed having, like, the novelty of having Morpheus and Neo back in the same room. Yeah. And have Lawrence Fishburne not being Morpheus and all plain and stoic and just kind of being crazy Lawrence Fishburne. I was okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I really, really was. And I hope if there is a part three, which is left wide open at the end of this movie. Yeah. I still think it, there's a nice cap-off to this film. But they have left that door wide open for part three. I, I'd be amazed if because it's getting a good critical reception. I think it's doing better it is. than the first one. Is wow, really? Well, I mean, John oh, financially, John yes, John was kind of like a sleepy hit, wasn't it? So yeah. hopefully, it's doing even bigger business. Than I that. hope it um, is because I'd, I'd love to see a part three. Hell yes, uh, that's something I hope they go back to. If you think about it for more than ten seconds, it makes no sense. His plan makes no sense. Yeah, his plan makes no sense. But he you know. wants John Wick to live. But doesn't want him to live by much, so only gives him a gun with seven bullets. Uh, we're really get, okay. Have we not gone into spoiler territory now? I mean, that's not all that spoiler. Okay, I mean, that was in yeah. Okay, the, ru- the, 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 the movie's not going to be ruined for you by that. But yeah. we will now go into spoiler territory. You have to give a last minute recommendation. Yeah, if okay. you want to clock out. Oh, now. by the way, Lawrence Fishburne's character was called the Bowery King. Apparently, who knew? <laughs> I didn't. Nope. There we go. Ah, uh, yeah. Big thumbs up for this. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Go watching. Again, it, like I said, I don't think it lives up to the original. Nope. But few things do. But what does it live up with to... Uh, start that sentence again. It lives up in every other way other than mm. not being a vacuum-sealed perfect movie as such. Because yeah. it's got bigger action. It's got bigger characters. Because you've finally got a substantial villain that isn't just a scared Russian. Yeah. Sorry, two scared Russians. Um and yeah, everything's turned up to eleven. The the way that it's shot as well, I think the color palette's a lot better in this one than it was yeah. in the old one. It just looks more pleasing, and the actions a lot more not methodical in the best way. That's the best way. Yeah. I put it. It's methodical in the best way. It's great. Go and see it. It's worth your money. If you enjoyed part one, there is absolutely no reason why you won't love part two. Yeah. equally. Exactly. It's really, really good. Spoiler alert! Here we go. Um, yeah, the scene I need to talk about is my favourite one. Yeah. When him and Common are walking through the train station. And they've already had a bit of a scuffle at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's bleeding at this point. He? Hasn't he stabbed him? Yeah, but yeah. now they're resuming, like, stealth. And they're doing, like, the worst sneaky... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got, like, I realise this is an audio medium. Yeah. They have silencers on their pistols. And John Wick's kind of down at ground level and um, Common's up on, like, a first floor, like, um, walkway. 
and they're both shooting each other by holding their guns close to their chest and trying to shoot each other. They miss completely, but they're like <laughs> literally like, <laughs> and then like, oh, you see all the bullets hit the wall, and then without blinking or moving, they will then fire back. It was like the most low key shootout in history, it was so and good. it was so wonderful. And that's just one example of just so many good little action niches they managed to find here. Yeah, the pencil. The pencil. Oh, oh. I, I would have waited. I would have dragged that out as long as possible. Because yeah. you see the pencil, and then he almost immediately picks it up and stabs it in someone's eye. I would have teased that stuff. Yeah. Like, he keeps grabbing for it, not getting it. He keeps doing something, doesn't get it. Da, 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 eventually grabs hold of it, stabs him in the face. You know what? I would have had, like, the villain just be like, near his stage, where he sits set, and then he just puts it under his desk, like, hinting, there's something with a pencil coming up, and it's going to be rad as tits. And it was rad as tits. Uh, but I thought, see, I thought he'd go Joker and just stick him in the eye. Like, in his ear. Oh, he goes fucking ham when he was like, I, I, ear, ear, ear. Oh, like, it's oh, so damn. wonderful. I really did enjoy that. I really did enjoy that, even though it was probably the goriest moment in the movie. Yeah, but it was still badass. It was worth it. I mean, holding back on the gunfu and not like blowing people's heads clean off. <laughs> the way that the, the fight with common ends is really funny. The way it's just, well, I say really funny. He stabs him in the chest and he's like, that thing's in Yayota. If you pull it out, you die, so you can't come after me. But then it's the fact that Common essentially is just sat on a subway, leaving the station with a fucking knife in his chest. Lame. <laughs> Rough day, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. Their fight as well in Rome, where they break, inadvertently break back into the hotel oh, and they have to go great. and have a drink. That was when the Assassin's World was working for me. I think just, especially that end scene when they, they finish in the park. John Wick's got the bounty on his head and he can't go back to the Continental Hotel anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he shoots the villain straight in the fucking head oh, on Continental Co- Ground. Cox, that son of a bitch. Like, you think there's going to be a great speech coming up? He's like, nope. That was <laughs> straight wonderful. Straight in the fucking that head. That was so, so good. And so, and then basically, Ian McShane stops everyone in the park, reveals that everyone is an assassin. He has held them off because he likes John Wick enough that he's going to give him like a 10 minute head start. Yeah. And I like the concept, but the execution at that point, because we had so many... I mean, he's having an action scene through New York, basically, get to the Continental, and everyone's an assassin. Every motherfucker with a phone turns out to be an assassin. Yep. I was a bit like, no, there can't be that many, because then it kind of loses the specialty of John Wick being an assassin. Yeah, I get it. If there's, like, literally 40,000 people, and they're all in New York. Oh, he kills a sumo dude, by the way. <laughs> in, in, in the lead up to him getting to the Continental he kills was it a, sax- a saxophone player yeah the, the woman who's playing the, the, the violin yeah, yeah. Um, the sumo um, and yeah, like two Chinese guys that's attacking the sumo's great it's basically the cave from Liar Liar if it was Japanese man <laughs> yeah. just keeps getting shot like you're shot twice in the head yeah. <laughs> that bit was wonderful now, the, the, the fight scene at the end was was in the kind of modern art museum. Yeah, it's like are we having a fight in an MC Escher painting for God's sake? <laughs> yeah. It was so, it was it was really nicely shot, and as a media nerd, I was enjoying it. Again, but... it was a room full of mirrors, and we went into the camera. That was Very well done. Yeah, really but well I done. I think at part it kind of lost me. It's like okay, now you're losing the the cleanliness of the fighting. Yeah, whereas like I'm not really like I can't really follow this anymore. <laughs> Typified by the great shot of the the henchman's walking by the mirrored wall. And then John Wick just comes shooting out of it and tackles him. Yeah. I was like, John Wick couldn't see through that wall. What if he had just jumped out into <laughs> nothing, <laughs> landed, and then the guy next to him just shot him? <laughs> so that wasn't a great plan from China, but we did get our equal right, rights fight, which was nice. Yeah. Man, men and women can get shot as well. It's great. Yeah. The, and there was that, the, I think the bit that I was like, this is a bit weird. And the only bit where I was, I was actively, not actively not enjoying it, mainly it's because the whole thing of like, um, John Wick's target 
um, when he's called in to do the irreplaceable debt on the the market. The market's cool, that by the way. That was a cool thing. Yeah. I like that idea. The blood market. Because um, it was a smart storyline device to get him back into the world. Yeah. Without him going back on his vows, so to speak. Without, it, without killing another dog, yeah. basically. Um, and he goes to kill the woman, but then she slits her fucking wrist. She's like, I'm dying by my own hands. I'm like, oh, God. Like, I she know. just starts doing it. I'm like, no. She knew she was fucked, so she's just going to yeah. just take the easy way. That Fair was so good. And I think that the best line of the movie comes right at the end. When Ian McShane does the thing, says, hey, all these people are after you. You've essentially got an arrow's head start. And Keanu just looks straight down the camera and says, if you send them after me, I I'll will kill, kill all of them. them. I was like, oh, God, he's such a badass. <laughs> yeah. he's so, I'm going to forgive him for all the bad acting choices he's ever made in his <laughs> life. Because when he does lines like that, that's when his non-acting works. Yeah. It's so goddamn glorious. Um, so the movie ends with everybody literally in the world being after John Wick and his dog. And as far yeah, as... because he brings the dog to the yeah. meeting. It's like, me and the dog against the world oh, now. Oh, God. And as, like I said, as much as I didn't like that whole exposure of the Assassin's World... In terms of setting up part three for just all out, you know, the world versus Keanu Reeves, yeah. John Wick versus the world is going to be amazing. Maybe it'll, maybe it will go like they do if they do like a time skip and go into the future where like shit tons of people are dead thanks to John Wick. It's Requiem for a Wick. I'd watch it. I want that so badly. Because <laughs> that just then can just be a two-hour action scene. There's no need for. Oh, talking. they could just take the Mad Max approach. That'd be cool. Just do one long. Not a chase scene, honestly, oh. but one long action. It's like, no, I'm going home. Screw you. Fuck oh. you. Dead, dead. I want that so bad. And Keanu's on board. Keanu wants this. Yes. He's already been on the Empire podcast and said, I want this badly. Yeah. Which leads me to a fun question we're going to finish on, Michael. Okay. I have kind of hit you with this. Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere. So I, I've got answers prepared if you want thinking time. Right. I was listening to uh, the Weekly Planet podcast the other day um, for Mr. Planet, Sunday. Yep. The Weekly Planet. And, and they oh, were great. talking about Keanu. And someone Keanu. wrote in, Keanu, whatever his name is, uh, to say... <laughs> Well, you know what you know what happens when an actor gets hot, especially an actor who was previously, you know, forgotten about and then comes back and has a resurgence, they get cast in a superhero movie. Oh who should Keanu be? Now I've got some ideas. Oh wow. Yeah, I've got two um I've got two from Marvel, two from the kind of Fox Marvel, and two or three from DC. Would you like some thinking time? No, I I think I can tr- I can do this in response to yours. You know what? You know what you would do? Well, what? Then again, I don't know whether it would I hope you don't choose two of my golden gooses because I'm going to be a bit annoyed. I'd like to see Keanu take on an older, more grizzled, and therefore more insane, maybe give him the the two personalities instead of the one. A Moon Knight would be good for Keanu. I could see him doing that. No, I didn't think of him. I'm not really all that. Well, it's because he's mental. Like, yeah. he's got a split personality disorder. That would work really well. That would work really, really well. Because I'm not up to speed with Moon Knight, and I've always felt, every time I've read a him, I'm like, nah, doesn't tick on my balls. Although he could be, um... Hold up. Oh, sorry, go so on. Hold up, folks. I don't, I don't, I've got a golden goose in here where I'm like, that's yeah. the one. Okay. I'd watch that tomorrow. Um, I'll start with Marvel Marvel. So I think this is my weakest pick. MCU Marvel. MCU Marvel. I think if they really want to give... Um, well, actually, no. If he wants to be a villain, which Keanu almost never is, he'd be awesome as Taskmaster. Yeah, actually. John Wick is essentially Taskmaster anyway, so yeah. you just have super. Oh powers. my God, that could really work. Right? That could really work. I mean, I'd like Taskmaster because I think he's got such... I've always thought he'd be a great season-long villain for S.H.I.E.L.D. to tackle. Mm. Like, because S.H.I.E.L.D. has to deal with, like, the kind of other business of the MCU. Yeah. Where do all the henchmen get trained? There's lots of them. They must get trained by somebody. Taskmaster. Keanu would probably never do TV, but he'd be awesome at that. 
Yeah, because I don't want him to be like Baltrop the Leaper, and he's like an opening level bad guy in a Captain America movie. I want yeah. Taskmaster to do something. Maybe so, yeah. it could be like a villain for the Punisher or something. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, because I was thinking like this is the problem with Keanu because he's such a blank slate. You can kind of paint him into any corner you want him. Yeah, I was like he would be awesome as Punisher. Oh, as Punisher, yeah, yeah, but like a Punisher villain. Taskmaster is the Punisher villain. He would have been awesome as Punisher. He would have been awesome as Daredevil. He would have been awesome as an older Mister Fantastic. I mean, mm. hell of it. He even looks a bit like Mr. Fantastic if you put some grey in his hair. That'd yeah. be awesome. Now, my other choice, they really want to give the Inhumans a kick up the balls. Keanu is Black Bolt. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Keanu hasn't even got to speak. I know. He's just got to stare menacingly whilst wearing a fork on his forehead. But, Keanu you know. can do that. He can, yeah. And, oh. that would, and that would give the Inhumans the momentum. I know they're kind of... They've moved away from the movie now. Well, they're just, doing the TV they've, show. They've actually, I mean, this is completely going off topic of John Wick now, but they've recently cast um, Thingy, Ramsey as, uh, 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 what's his name? Black Bolt? Not Black Bolt. Um, Medusa. No, not Medusa. Ah, Freaking, what's his name? I'll think the dog. Not Lock the jaw. dog. Not Lockjaw. <laughs> Although I expect there to be a Lockjaw. There will be, there has to be a Lockjaw. There's got to be a Lockjaw. What's his goddamn name? That's going to Is he an me. inhuman? He's an inhuman. I don't know inhuman. Yeah, it's not Karnak, <laughs> it's the other one. Something the Mad. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but no, Keanu was Blackboard, I think, could work. That's Again, gross. these weren't my most inspired choices. Hey, Taskmaster's good. I like that. I like Taskmaster. Right, so I'm going to DC next. I've got three choices here. Kind of in the older Reed Richards vein. Yeah. If they're going to do the Green Lantern movie as two lanterns and have Jon Stewart as like the young, inexperienced one, older Hal Jordan, yeah, Keanu, oh, that's, that's reaching a little that's bit. That's reaching. The other two are better. One, I don't think Keanu's jacked enough to do it. Yeah. But Martian Manhunter has kind of Keanu being otherworldly. Yeah. Ah, that that that's not he too can bad. do it if you if you need other, right. Keep that in mind for my pick in a second. My favorite of my DC picks. If we're taking it as um, we're getting Dark Knight Returns, Batman yeah. in the form of Ben Affleck, I think Keanu would be awesome as Dark Knight Returns Green Arrow. As one armed communist Green Arrow. Yes. Hell yes. That works. I'll be dead for that. Because not doing the TV. Yeah. But I think my best choices lie in the X Men universe. Okay. Okay. Well, one's X Men and one's. He's in that grey area of like, is he Fox or is he back at Marvel? Yeah, we don't know what's going on there. Uh, Like Taskmaster. But but, uh, for X Men, this is a left field choice, but I thought, again, a villain. And I think he kind of looks like him. Mr. Sinister. Oh, white up Keanu and like yeah. that's the white up the white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mister Sinister would actually be quite a handsome bloke if no, he wasn't. Sinister's definitely Fox. No, no, that's not the one I'm worried about. Oh, okay. But I mean, like Sinister's actually quite a handsome bloke if he wasn't like pasty white with a gem in his forehead. Yeah. I think that could be Keanu. I don't yeah. know if he's got the because Sinister's he needs to usually smear, a bit camp. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, usually a bit camp. He's old Sinister, so I don't know if he could play that. But this is the golden goose of the choice. He's in that grey area. I'm not entirely sure where he belongs. But in that Martian Manhunter vein, Keanu Reeves as the silver fucking surfer is the choice of the fucking millennium. That would be cool. He can play a Martian like no one's business. He did it in the Earth Stood Still. Never seen that movie, but I imagine that, you know, <laughs> because that's the thing, his non-acting makes him very detached and that's what Silver Surfer is. He needs yeah. to come here and be an alien. That's Keanu. I would love... Again, I, like when, they, when he was in this Fantastic Four movie, he was kind of jacked. I just don't know if Keanu's got the body type. Because obviously he's yeah. fit and he's healthy, but he's not like a body guy. Well, all he's got to do is do mocap for it. Exactly. 
And that I think would be so good that as Silver work. Surfer. I'm liking Silver Surfer or Taskmaster or Old Green Arrow. Or Old Green. See, they have my old, free Old Green Arrow is good. They have my free Golden Goose. I think if they were still going ahead with the Inhumans movie, I'd push for him to be Black Bolt. But if they're moving to TV, Keanu would never do TV. No, which is, he's above that business. Again, while well, we've got the guy from Game of Thrones. See, any anything to throw in there, Michael? Um, the, the only thing, the other thing before we wrap this up is the number 128. Okay. So many dudes he kills in second movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did wonder for a second. Wow. Yeah, someone did like a big infographic of all the kills scene by scene and oh, it's glorious. Is that more or less than the first that one? That is more. Yeah. Yeah. That's he what kills... you get you cadavers. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note. <laughs> and on that note, uh, yeah, really did enjoy this movie. Please do go watch it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at the Goodtreads. You can also go check out uh, some wrestling stuff over on ProWrestling.net as well. Look forward to very, very soon, uh, hopefully on the day that Breath of the Wild's coming out, I'm going to release my magnum opus article where I review every single Zelda game that has ever been made, with few exceptions. Um, <laughs> so look forward to that coming very, very soon. Nice. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at that Mike Cohen, or you can go and follow the site at @foulent. That's foul F O U L E N T, which also works on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, uh, Minds. Uh, what is the other one? Uh, and then of course you can go to Toy Literature on uh, Noyume. That's everything, isn't it? It's been so uh, yep. long since we've done one of these, Darren. I nearly forgot my fucking sign off. Sorry, Michael. I have a job. Okay. I, we all have jobs. I have a job and morals. I have Two multiple jobs. <laughs> I have a job and morals, you asshole. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Keanu for Silver Surfer. Let's get that hashtag trending right now. Keanu for Silver Surfer. Let's get this. Don't put Keanu for SS because that might have some connotations we don't want. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Keanu for SS. Bad connotations then. (laughs) No, no.